Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Afternoons with Saturn, where on the day set aside for the ancient Roman god of fun and feasting, we hungrily eat at the table of a never-ending cinematic bounty of treats as the daylight shimmers away. Today, we indulge you with our scrumptious panel featuring Mandy Kaplan, Ocean Murph, and I, Rob Cabosco. 
Welcome to Saturday Matinee. What now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. And you know, I, I, <laughs> no, no, I love that. I was going to say, and I'm ready to go, Rob. I have my rings on. Let's do this. Oh, you know, I always, whenever I, whenever I'm up, right for the for the show, I'm always like, what's what other twist can you put on Sat Matt? And I'm thinking to myself, I feel like we should do it to the death. Only two of us <laughs> survive this podcast. <laughs> So it's right? like the Thunderdome to, to uh, enter one yes. of these? Right. Oh, yes. In the Thunderdome. I kind of yes. did. I kind of went a little, I sound a little crazy when I did that. When I was writing it, I was like, I wonder what voice is going to come out. And it, that's what happened. It sounds like we're about to, I don't know, become cannibals. Okay, that's not what we're supposed to do. No, on this no. day, on this beautiful Saturday, and yes, Saturday is named for the ancient Roman god of Saturn, if you did not know. Uh, yes, here we are. To talk about movies in a world that is peaceful and serene. Oh, no, wait. I just got this. It is not. So, but we will carry on anyway. It's just yeah. in. It's <laughs> just in. Not peaceful. Not serene. That's okay. Well, it depends upon what country you're in. The, well, that we will not say anything else. For all of our international listeners, you know, just yeah, <laughs> keep us yeah, in your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, no, they're good. Yeah, they're at concerts, <laughs> guys, hanging out. You like, guys, way like, to go. Like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah, we're going to figure it out. I'm, I'm so yeah. thrilled to have you guys. I love when it's our crew here. Uh, we have an interesting show of, uh, well, some fun and, and newsworthy stuff. Um, we're going to dive right in to the news. And, okay, the first thing I thought, because I'm so glad, Mandy, you brought this up. And the first thing I said is... Where in the world is Samantha Jones? Because what is the deal? She has moved on. <laughs> We're talking about the Sex in the City. It's a reboot. What are we? What are they? What are we calling it? Ten years later, HBO Max uh, is doing a ten years later. The three ladies who are all executive producing now: Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis. Uh, life and love in their 50s in New York City. New York City will be the fourth character. Is that... <laughs> well, it ain't going to well, be so, Samantha Jones. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. They, okay, so first of all, if people don't know, I mean, we, we know that there's been some problems behind the scenes, right, with between the actresses here. This happens in life. We understand that. We wish everyone well. But okay, now just for, in terms of the creative part of this, what do you do? Do they kill her off? I would imagine not. They'll say she's... Living in Morocco with a lover or oh, something she's, unavailable. She stayed uh, in the sequel movie in Abu Dhabi. Or so. In Abu Dhabi, yeah. <laughs> she married that camel and they are happy. Yeah. Wow. No. Camel. Okay. I would imagine they wouldn't want to close the door, right. but uh, she has come out quite publicly and and said it was not, you know, that she was not happy with how she was treated and no love lost. So good luck to her. Yeah, I find that I, I'm on the fence about even about watching this, and I find myself in a weird a spot uh, when it comes to this. When it comes to Sex in the City, so I am I, I don't know anyone else that's quite in the same boat that I'm in with this. But this is how I was with Sex in the City when it was the television show on HBO, and it was out. I watched every episode. I was there for every premiere. I was, you know, it was it was Sunday. I think it was a Sunday night show, so it was Sunday evening watching, and I, and I watched I watched every single one of them. It was, it was appointment viewing for me. And then once the series, when the series finale happened, and they had Mr. Big's name on her phone, and she closes it up, and they do that the the, high, the shot to New York. I was like, all right, I'm done. I had no desire to see 
anything else that happened. So I've, while having seen every episode, some of them more than once, I've not seen any of the movies that they've made subsequent to that. And I don't know that I'm really interested in watching this. I just, I really felt at the end of that series, when they completed it, I was like, I thought that was complete, that, that that's all I needed to know. I get it. The movie is a mixed bag for sure. The first one and the second one's a mixed bag of crap. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> that first one has some really great moments, really satisfying as a fan. Uh, but I I understand that feeling, Ocean. It's like it exists. It was perfect. Let's just let it lie. Exactly. I feel that way about almost everything they're rebooting. Yeah. Just let it lie. Yeah. No. I, well, I think. And I know a lot of people have talked about this is speculating that a lot of the reboot stuff is because you're trying to figure out what can you make with less with smaller budgets. And the idea would be is that maybe in one way you revisiting certain things is easier than coming up with all new stuff. I don't know. I'm sure there's more to it than that. Well, the, and there's a built in audience. They right. assume the right. audience is coming back. Yeah, but they're purportedly getting paid a million an episode. So <laughs> the, the big three. So oh. that doesn't sound like a, a cheaper budget to me. That's, that means you're 30 million in just to get the ladies in the door. Right, that doesn't count anything else. There, no money will be spent on catering. No money will be spent <laughs> on pretty much anything else. This may be shot on iPhones. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Right, it's uh, gonna be yeah, it's gonna be potluck and uh, do do your own hair and makeup. Yeah, <laughs> interesting though for HBO Max. I mean, again, you can really see. I don't know. We keep seeing this theme of wow, the streaming wars are coming into their height. Like this, twenty twenty one is going to be huge for all of these different uh, services and the content that they're trying to deliver to people, especially, like you said, like the people who they know there's an audience out there. Are they willing to show up and subscribe and do all that? So interesting. We'll see. Um, speaking of reboots and other things, I did post the news story about Bruce Willis saying that he is in talks to reprise the role, I'm sure, for the last time in Die Hard 6. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I, I don't know. He's in a commercial now. I don't for, I know for the battery. What yeah, is that? come on. I mean, we're, we're sullying the name here now. <laughs> they must have, some somebody saw yeah. the the ticks on that commercial online and went, "Hey, maybe people want to see another Die Hard movie." Yeah, and they didn't no. actually ask anybody. They probably no. should. No, they did not. I I I find that uh, on the opposite of Sex and City, I I honestly think they should have stopped Die Hard at least one movie back. Oh. You can make an argument for two. <laughs> Yes, um, the first three were great, and after that, it gets it gets questionable. But again, though, you know, I I I feel that I need to know myself and admit my own truths. And yes, I will watch Die Hard Six, but I would prefer that it never be made, and they would just pretend that the end of Die Hard Three was it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know we saw uh, Ocean. I say you had some stuff about uh, streaming. There's a story about uh, the Many Saints of Newark, which again another show reaching into the past, which is trying to be a prequel to uh, The Sopranos. That's been delayed, which is odd because it sounds like it's done, and I'm not sure why they're delaying it. But I guess there's still some hope that things are going to work out here with the pandemic uh, in the short yeah. term. We'll see. Well, from, from from what I saw, the delay of that is that they want it to be Oscar bait. And oh. so they're going to try to delay it to a bit longer, hopefully to get it through Sundance, uh, you know, optimistically that that comes back around so then they can get more eyeballs on it, more word of mouth, and then get it get it ready for award season. Because uh, it's, it's a small movie, and unless they're able to get one of the streaming services to buy that movie for an amount, you know, for a decent amount of money, then that would be, they're keeping the traditional path of trying to make money with it. It is, it's an interesting idea. I actually, before you put the article up, I hadn't heard about the movie, I heard about the movie. I know that they have, uh, what is it? 
Michael Gandolfini, uh, James Gandolfini's son, to play right. a young Tony Soprano. But oh, really? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so they, so in the pictures and then what you see online, I mean, he, he looks like Tony Soprano. So they got that going for sure. him. I mean, I don't know if Michael Gandolfini can act, but I mean, he can he can look like his dad. Um, so there's that. But it is kind of one of those things of where The Sopranos was great, right? It's you know, it, it is. I would say inarguably one of the top 10 greatest shows ever made, but you know, some people put it as high as up number one, right? It's a great show. Um, but uh, you know, and I, but with it, I don't find that I want to know, well, what were they like before the show started? It's like, well, who cares right. what they were like before the show started? The show started at such a great point. I mean, if anything, you want to know what happened after the show went black, right? <laughs> you know, like when they just turned the lights off, like, well, what happened? Right. Did Tony live? Did Tony die? You know, they get, you know, that's what you want to know. So, you know, you make a sequel, to the Sopranos and maybe I'm paying attention, but a prequel, you know, I don't really, it doesn't really matter. Cause you know, you know, you, the, the stakes are lowered, you know, some of the characters from the show. So, you know, who's going to live and who's going to die and it's going to be a violent movie. So when they try to make you feel that, you know, Tony's life's in danger, you're like, well, he's not gonna, because I met him on a psychiatrist right. couch 30 years after this. Yes. <laughs> but also ocean and Rob, don't you feel that the let it lie thing applies? The Sopranos 100%. existed. Oh yeah. It was great. Yeah. Do why can't we let it yeah, lie? Yeah. Just let it be what it was in all our lives. Hundred uh, percent. Yes. No, the, I, I agree. The only thing I would give to this is is that if you haven't seen the photos, his son, it's eerie how well he looks like what you would think that character would look in the seventies, or I think that's when this is taking place. Um, and you know, it is a neat, it is a great opportunity for his kid. I mean, like I, you know, I, obviously that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I we are still in this path of of reboots and revisits in ways that yeah, probably are not best for the original source material. This will though, it's Warner Brothers release, so it will be on HBO Max. So when it comes out in September, that's already set. It's just weird that they're pushing it, like you said. Though I think they're pushing it probably for some uh, Oscar consideration. So uh, yes. we'll see how that actually finally comes out. Yep, and it will help HBO Max some in the streaming wars. Oh yeah, uh, which uh, you know, and, and talking speaking of the streaming wars, exactly. Netflix Very good. has decided. Yes, Netflix has decided that in 2021 they will premiere at least one movie every week. Wow, and that is really dropping the hammer. Right. Because when you God think about them. when you think about streaming services, you know, everybody wants the new flashy content. You want to have a good catalog and that's all great. But after a while, you know, people sign up for one thing. But, you know, to keep them to keep them signed up, you need to have new material. And, and Netflix is saying at least one movie every week. And that doesn't count whatever TV shows are going to come that are going to come out as well. So that means every week I can go to Netflix and I can say, hey, there is something new here. Maybe I like it. Maybe I don't like, you, you know, I'm even uh most recently they had the what was it the Nicolas Cage documentary of the uh, history of swear words which is hilarious oh yeah um by the way if you haven't seen it it's funny it's great um but you know okay. they're they're what they're really doing i think is pivoting you know, really, all entertainment industries, all, all of the, the big major Disney Plus, Warner Brothers, Netflix, they're really trying to pivot to, OK, we have done what we need to do to get the subscribers in the door. And now we need to pivot our model to make sure we keep continually provide new content to keep them in the room. You know, because you don't want to have it where, hey, hey, we have this great and wonderful show on Netflix that we've dropped the whole season of. You sign up, you watch the show, and you end the subscription. But by doing this, you're going to keep you keep you around. And, and so I think it's a brilliant move on Netflix's part. And this is another way that, honestly, this streaming wars is turning into where, you know, the, the companies are warring, but, you know, the consumers, we're the ones that are winning. It's like the late night wars. Yes. It's our version, right? But <laughs> I, With no Jay Leno I watched in the that. <laughs> I watched that two-minute um, 
teaser that they did on the Netflix 2021. And I have to say, it got me so excited. There were so many different things, rom-coms and action and family movies. And it, it, it thrills me. It's the more the better. And I, I, and I love the opening line of it because I was like, oh, that's how you pronounce Gal Gadot's name. Oh, <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> Because yeah. I said Gal Gadot for so long, Gal and then Gadot, it's hard. Gal Gadot, you know what? It, but when, now that she said it, I'm like, well, that's what you say. That's what I think is the right pronunciation. Uh, I think the big issue that all the streaming services are figuring out, though, is is that I think there is this belief, whether it's real or not, remains to be seen. But there is this belief that people have a cer- a set amount of money they are going to spend household wise on streaming services, just like you know. In their in their head, I'm going to spend $100 on cable, you know, five, 10 years ago. And there's a limit. And as you continue to get Discovery Plus and all this other stuff and whatever Paramount's going to do with CB, all this stuff, you've got people realizing, okay, I've got what my budget's going to be. So this month, which one am I cutting? And I think that's why you're seeing just this real ratcheted up, you know, after Disney had their investor presentation with, yeah, we're going to get to a point where we're going to have at least one to two new episodic shows a week. That day's coming. Everybody else goes, well, okay. <laughs> and, then this, and this is a result of that. I mean, I'm, obviously, this is not something they did overnight, but yeah, it's going to get competitive. And I think you're absolutely right. The consumer wins in this for because there's just going to be a tremendous amount of what you hope is great content. Yay, us. Well, but uh, and also with one movie every week, I mean, really, they just have to do what, one out of four and you stay around? So, oh, yeah. So, they, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so it doesn't all have to be great to, to keep you interested. And that's, exactly uh, right. I think another benefit of the volume that they're now putting out. Totally. Um, so. All right. Speaking of great content, trailers. We had we had some very interesting uh, submissions this week. Uh, I'm going to go by the uh, the list uh, here. I see before me Ocean. You ha- you have one that I am I am confused by, but I'm also totally interested in. What 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 trailer did you bring? Yes, I I saw it too. So the uh, the movie. Um, so the synopsis of this movie is it is a mind bending love story following Greg, played by Owen Wilson, who after recently being divorced and then fired, meets a mysterious is meets the mysterious Isabel, played by Salma Hayek, a woman living on the streets and convinced that the polluted, broken world around them is a computer simulation. And the name of this movie is Bliss. I have a picture in my head of a place. I don't know if it's real. But it has a feeling. And the feeling's real. Hi, my love. Hi, Dad. I wanted to talk to you about my graduation. I'm going to be there in the bleachers. I'm going to see you in your... Let me, let me, how about I call you back? Taking the day off in here? Your boss wants to see you. I get a whiskey? Double. You're real. Sorry? I want to tell you something really cool. You see all these people outside? They're not real. This is a simulation. You ready? There's my guy. Welcome home. This place is overwhelming. Dr. Isabel Clemens pioneered brain box simulations. Ugly simulated worlds to generate appreciation for the real world. Now why am I not remembering any of this? Don't worry about it. There I go. Most people say ignorance is bliss. But I say 
You have to experience the good. So appreciate the bad. And not the other way around. Exactly. And it looks great. Um, it looks like I, I thought that from the trailer um, that it looked good and that it looked kind of mind bending at first where it's like, OK, well, is it he's you know, kind of tripped out on, on drugs and everything and he's on a hallucinogenic and then therefore he's, you know, seeing things. And that's what we're doing. We're doing a trippy ride. But then what you see is the back and forth of the real world. And um, so, so really, you see then you see throughout the trailer, he's going back and forth in the real world. And so I think that what comes interesting to me then is it leaves that open question, which was interesting to me, is which which world is real? Right. right. You know, because by the end of that trailer, you're not really sure is the world where he and uh, he where Greg and Isabel are a couple who are experiencing romance and finding love together. Is that the real world or the real world where he's down and out loser and, and having struggling problems with his daughter? Right. right? You know, so I, I find that it's it looks interesting. It looks like it's a, a definite different take on love stories. It releases on Amazon Prime on February the 5th. So if you have Amazon Prime, it is included in your subscription. And so I'm looking very much forward to it. Absolutely. Mandy, what'd you think? Not my thing. Oh. <laughs> I oh, didn't. Mandy, I, I was like, I was like, I'm going to finally have a movie that Mandy likes. And no. Nope. Nope. I just can't do nope. it. I'm, yeah. I'm, well, as far as picking movies that Mandy likes, I'm still bad. Mandy does not like. I'm batting a thousand. All right. <sighs> Well, I'm batting less <laughs> yeah, than a thousand, yeah. but <laughs> what about, okay. Yeah, I mean, if Kathy Lee Gifford is oh, not in it, God, I, I am not. <laughs> I should have had a timer set up, countdown to a Kathy Lee Gifford reference. Oh, and don't go too far down that alley because we're going to get to your trailer in like 30 seconds. Well, I love Sandra Bullock. Well, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was oh, Sandra Bullock. So, sorry, Mandy, we've been interrupting you. Please, what, what, do you, what did you think? <laughs> I am not a fantasy science fiction person, so... I was initially like, Owen Wilson, haven't seen him in a while. Cool, cool. And then the idea of what's real, what's not real doesn't appeal to me. So it's it's not my cup of tea. I thought it looked well made. It had elements of a movie I actually do love, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That, you know, could this really happen? I thought it looked beautifully shot. I just wasn't. I'm not going to see it. I uh, well, you had me first of all. You had me at Salma Hayek, number one. Number number two. Ah. Now number two, and I think this was amazing. When Bill Nye shows up in the trailer, yeah. you go, "Wait, he's in this movie? <laughs> like, yeah. What is that?" So I'm very interested in that, and I got a very uh, Matrix meets Vanilla Sky vibe, right? So oh, Vanilla. And I'm kind of it's more Matrix than Vanilla Sky. Well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to. Yeah, of course. But but you know what I mean? Like, okay, where is this going? What's happening and stuff? And, you know, I'm just interested uh, in Owen Wilson. Yeah, I mean, because I love Owen Wilson. So this will be interesting. And hey, if you got an Amazon Prime, you you already got it. So you'll be you'll be watching it in a few weeks on February 5th. Uh, Great pick. Mandy, would you like to tell us the movie that you selected? (laughs) Uh, terms of Endearment? Uh, I'm just trying to think of a movie that you might like. I, I don't know. You seem to already oh, hate my no, choice. No, hold on. I haven't said I haven't said I think it's gonna be a gender swap tonight at the Roxbury. I didn't say that yet. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us. What was the Oh, it could be. Yeah. It's it's Barb and Star visit the Del Mar. Or go to Vista go to Del Mar. Vista Del Mar. <laughs> it's a yes. weird rhyme. Oh, Baby, 
we stand alone. Out on the street, anybody need to come home. And we got nothing to be guilty of. I know. So many nonsense near or Yes, Star. You know what I just love? What? Movie trailers. <gasps> Me too! I like how they're little movies about another movie before a different movie. Sometimes I find myself watching a trailer for a movie while I'm watching a totally different movie. What? Me too! <laughs> Barb! What if we had a movie? What? <laughs> then we'd have to have a trailer. Oh, yes, listen. I wouldn't want to give anything away, though, about the movie. Me neither. Especially our faces. Gosh. I can almost see our trailer now. like a teaser trailer I thought they did a really fun job of showing us the world but not the characters I love the way it opens with the kid on the bike singing his heart out I, I laughed out loud I'm a huge Kristen Wiig Annie Mumolo fan I loved Bridesmaids this is their long-awaited follow-up and I'm excited it's out February 12th and the trailer says anywhere you rent movies so I'm not sure exactly which platforms or what that means, but I'm excited. I'm going to laugh. It It is. You should absolutely go out and watch this trailer because it is you will be annoyed by the trailer. But that's the intent because they never quite show you the full faces of either of the main characters. And it's done in a point where it's just it's making you want to see the movie, which I think is obviously a very funny thing. As much as I can make fun of this, as much as I don't want it to be boat trip to. Or anything, you know, else like that. And Boat Trip, don't ever, just don't even Google it. Cuba Gooding Jr., you don't want any part of that. Um, here's the deal. This is the movie I get the vibe from that through all its silliness, through all of my comments and snarky things, I would suspect this movie has a tremendous heart and will have a beautiful message about life. And that is, I say that totally sincerely. Like, you could just tell already. This is one of those movies you're like, oh, I'm not going to see that. And then you watch it and you go, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. I... Well, like Bridesmaids. Yes. Bridesmaids was very yes. moving. Well, I guess then I will be the contrarian to both of those oh. points of views because I did not particularly care for Bridesmaids. And so I also don't particularly look forward to this. I thought the trailer didn't really tell you anything. It just said, hey, here are some funny sequences and scenes that we're just going to throw at you. Uh, beginning with the, the kid singing, I'll, I'll grant that was that was cute. But then I found I could not get out of the whole wait. He's delivering a newspaper. Who? No, no one has newspapers thrown at their that they're portraits anymore, but all right, fine. I let that go. Um, but yeah, it just, I think that the trailer just didn't tell me anything. You kind of have to tr trust that Kristen Wiig is funny because Kristen Wiig is funny. 
right? And, and I'll g- give her that. But, you know, yes, the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly in a minority here, but the fact that it is the same people that made Bridesmaids uh, makes me then think that, well, all right, now I've seen the funny parts. Because when I saw Bridesmaids, I felt that I saw all the funny parts when I saw the trailer. Because really, Melissa McCarthy was hilarious in Bridesmaids, and you saw all the, all the hilarity in the, in the trailer. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, meh. And so I, this, to me, looks like, well, that's part of why. I also view any movie suspect when they have a trailer where they don't tell you anything about the movie, because that then to me is a red flag of, well, that means there's not a lot here to your movie. I prefer that to trailers that I feel like now I've seen the movie, right. I've seen everything. Yeah. I prefer to be teased because then I'll try it. So we agree to disagree, Ocean. Yes. You can't see yes, me. Yes, we do. Yes, well, we do, Mandy. You guys can see me, but you're listening. You can't see this. I have had a grin on my face for the last three minutes. I love the fact that it's the three of us on this show, right? Because... This is totally like, oh, well, I think that sucked. And I, <laughs> I love this, though, because it's civil discussion about about different viewpoints and different likes and dislikes. And that's how the world should be. OK. Wow. <laughs> I think this. Wow, I, 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 mean, I can't. I can't uh, you've got you've gotten taller on this. Up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's so here's my pick now. My pick. Was a was a I mean I snuck it in at the last minute because on the day we're recording this, this just came out. Um, this is uh, the trailer I picked was for a movie called Cherry. I'm 23 years old and sometimes I wonder if life was wasted on me. I take all the beautiful things to heart till I about die from it. Hey, I'm really happy you're here. Why is that? Because I like you. But there never seems to be enough time to do. You're it for me. I feel the same I joined the army. Why would you do that? Sometimes I feel like I've already seen everything that's gonna happen. And it's a nightmare. It is an upcoming Apple TV Plus film, and Apple Apple TV Plus Apple uh, bought the rights for this uh, movie about forty million dollars. They bought the worldwide rights for it. Um, this is a film starring Tom Holland, and it's it's directed by the Russo brothers. And yes, those Russo, Russo brothers, so uh, of of Marvel Cinematic Universe fame. Um, it's really looks. I mean, there's a point in the trailer, like halfway through the trailer, it, the movie changes, like the trailer changes to something completely different. And when you read the uh, the promotional part about this, I mean, it's going to deal with some really serious topics. Tom Holland plays a Cleveland man named Walker who joins the army after being spurned by a girlfriend. He becomes an army medic in Iraq, is traumatized by the, by the experience, suffers from PTSD. Because of that, he then gets addicted to heroin and to pay for his drugs, begins robbing banks. And it's a musical. Uh, it, it's yeah, and it's unbelievable. A <laughs> and if I can sweeten the pot on this, what really blew me away about it was that his girlfriend is played by Sierra Bravo. She's an American actress. I think she's in her early 20s. And you'd say to yourself, well, who is this person? If you had a child that grew up in the last 10 years 
and watched a little TV show called Big Time Rush, you know who this girl is because she played the younger sister of one of the main characters on Big Time Rush. And now, of course, you're looking at me like, what are you talking about? Big Time Rush was a huge deal. They were like they were like the monkeys version of One Direction during the height of One Direction. <laughs> so they actually had a TV show and it was literally like a modern day monkeys. It's absolutely hilarious. And I would say that if you have uh, I'm going to check yeah, it out. Tween daughters or tween sons. Absolutely watch it because it's really funny and really kind of upbeat and, and nice. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, it just it, what surprised me was, was that one. This was just a this was obviously uh, an unexpected announcement. It's Tom Holland. It's the Russo brothers. And this looks nothing like I would expect from any of those people. And that's what drew me to it. You know who else stars in this movie? Yes. Who? Michael Gandolfini. Crazy, right? What, I, did I miss that? Really? <laughs> I just looked it up because <laughs> I oh, yeah. wanted to see if he looked like his dad. And then I saw his credits and he's in the movie Cherry. And I was like, what? oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Okay, that's incredible. Well, there you go. So any other thoughts? Well, there. that's amazing content I did not know about. This movie scares me in a good way. Like it looks so intense and dark and potentially heartbreaking right but it also looks very good and well made and i've never seen tom holland in anything so i'm curious because i think he's i've seen him in interviews and on talk shows he's a delight oh ocean hates me so i'm curious to see it and he's he's doing an american accent yes he is this is correct 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 yeah okay so i'm intrigued by cherry so uh I understand that you haven't seen Spider-Man and at the, at the risk of, since we, at the risk of continuing to bat a thousand, there's, there is actually a a side movie. I'm going to take a chance. There's a movie called The Current War about uh, Thomas Edison and then with the inventors and Thomas Edison, Tesla, and uh, I don't remember the third guy, but there, as far as, it's it's Current War, it's a, it's, it is a movie. Tom Holland is in that movie as well. So you can then see him Mm -hmm. when he is not uh, playing Spider-Man at that uh, movie has, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, uh, Michael Sheen. Uh, it was Martin Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen in it, and so it's mm-hmm. a, it's a great movie. But okay, so that would let you then see some Tom Holland because I understand you haven't seen Spider Man, which you know th- that does hurt a little bit. But I, I understand <laughs> you, you just you you skip Spider Man. Okay, so so yeah, uh, getting back to this movie, which looks great by the way. Honestly, I had been uh, really tying back to our previous conversation with the streaming wars. I had been looking at my streaming portfolio and started realizing, you know, Apple TV Plus is kind of slacking right now. So I made right. that. And now that I've seen that they're going to have this, it's like, oh, well, look at that. They now get to hang around for another month or so uh, to, you know, to see what they're going to then provide. But the, the movie looks great. It looks very entertaining. I'm, uh, I am looking forward to not only that, it looks like there's going to be you know, you're gonna have a love story mixed in with some action, mixed in with some reality because he's in that trailer. He's clearly suffering from some PTSD and some CTE, really, with the ringing right. and the you know concussions and everything that he must have has suffered in in the military. And so, I think it allows them to really kind of go through, uh, allows them to do multiple phases of the movie where it can be you know fun at points and then you know action, you know, give you your action sequence for the you know, violence at points and then also uh, you know really have a message to say. So I, I am looking forward to watching this the uh when you said that um you know i love the fact that in the trailer he kind of breaks the fourth wall and he talks directly Mm -hmm. to the audience and he's done it i know it could be done cheesily it's not i think in this trailer you get the idea that no this is going to work really well so that's another dimension of the film um yeah i think no boy you just made apple if there was an apple 
target demographic analyst listening, they just, you know, wet themselves because that's exactly what they want to hear. Like, oh, yeah, you want to continue your subscription for watching this. You should also continue it for season two of For All Mankind. But that's another conversation. Here's the deal. If you want to watch this movie, it will be in theaters, staggered release, theaters on February 26th, and then it will be available on Apple TV Plus on March 12th. So just a few weeks after they're going to try and get a, a traditional theatrical release and then get it on Apple TV Plus. Well, that was wonderful. Invigorating. I feel like I learned something. I've become more cultured. Thank you both. So, and, and Three of us move on to the next round. The, and for well, now. And before, <laughs> Who before, will be before, left? Before we hear more about this on Discord, I wanted to then correct a couple things. The Current War stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael Shannon, and, and Tom Holland. And oh, so about, Michael Shannon, about, not Michael Shannon. Michael, Michael Shannon, okay. Shannon, yes. It's about, <laughs> Very it's different about, actors. Yes, it is. It's about Edison, yeah, Edison, George Westinghouse, and then they, they throw in uh, Nikola Tesla, who's played by Nicholas Holt. But it is a good movie. Um, it is It is not, there's no superheroes in the movie. Uh, and so it is something that you maybe you could then you know, have a teaser or uh, an appetizer of Tom Holland's acting abilities before you see Cherry. I will not see it because I like watching your face when I say things like I've never seen Tom Holland in anything. Okay. I like watching <laughs> the bile rise for you. Oh, Ocean, oh so. that's well, mean. <laughs> Thank you for I, I correcting can, that, can, though. I can respect that. Uh, yeah, and that's no, that's good. I got to check that out. I have I've heard of it, but I have not watched it. Um, all right, so little diversion time now. Uh, I think uh, many episodes ago, the uh, I know we, we now occasionally on Satmat we do the brackets, and I believe they did brackets of uh, movie presidents, and I thought that was that was awesome. And I and I wish I wish I would have done it because as some of you may know, especially our international listeners, because you do have the news and the internet, you know that the the presidency of the United States has been in the news. And I thought, you know, well, let's do something else. Let's let's do a, something else uh, about movie presidents, because I found some information in this that I just thought was incredibly interesting. All right. It's going to be name that movie. And don't worry, I've got hints and everything, but it's name that movie. President of the United States. Same actor, but different movies. Because here's what's going to blow your mind. 16 actors. I need a hint already. Yeah, oh, no, don't worry. No, no, no. This will make sense. <laughs> okay. No, because once we get the first okay. one, you'll get it. 16 okay. actors have portrayed the president of the United States in more than one movie. Okay. Okay. So same actor, but just different movies. Maybe the same president, maybe not the same president. So that's what I thought was interesting about this. And then there was there'll, there'll be a thing at the end that just blew my mind. So of the uh, 16, of the 16 and I'm just going to tell you a heads up, like some of them, I only picked six that we're going to play in the game because like Henry Fonda is one of them. He played the president in Failsafe from 1964 and Meteor in 1979. I did Meteor not. Meteor in 1979, I was going to say. Yeah, you weren't going to know. <laughs> Nobody's going to. And if you did know that, well, God bless you. That's amazing. But nobody else is going to know that. But then there's other ones like, you know, great actors, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman played the president of the United States in absolute power in 1997 and welcome to Mooseport in 2004. So, you know, pretty cool. I mean, definitely a different take on the character. Anyways. All right. So here we go. So we got six. And the first one is simple, but I'm, I'm going to ocean. Don't you, we'll see what Mandy we'll see if Mandy gets this. OK, here we go. My hand is on my buzzer. So I'm going to give you the name. I'm going to give you the name of the actor, the name of the president. <laughs> And then I'm going to get and then if you need a hint, I will give you the hint. And there's no contest okay. here because it's only six. It's fine. But but uh, we're going to uh. see if you get this, because if you get this, then we're in good shape. If you don't, then I don't know what's going to happen. 
Yeah, the no, act, he could the, be totally asked. The, act, <laughs> the actor is <laughs> Bill Pullman. The yes. president is President Thomas J. Whitmore. I want to say Independence Day. Oh, okay, thank God. Yes. Yeah. It's Independence Day. And I know yeah. everyone's like, well, okay, come on. Yeah. No, it's Independence Day. It's good. The hint, if you needed it, the hint was July 4th is for the world. And yes, the two movies that he played it is Independence Day. And yes, it's somewhat less liked sequel, Independence Day Resurgence, which I mean. Oh. That's another conversation for another day. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. that movie. I never saw Resurgence, so I didn't even know he was in it. He is so, in it. It's weird. Yeah. It's yeah, we won't talk about that. Okay, so here we go. Here's our next one. Number two. Leslie Nielsen playing President Baxter Harris. Do you need a hint? Well, that sounds like a naked gun movie. Right? Like, is, is yeah, like I mean, I mean Leslie Nielsen. One of, the naked glo- one of the naked guns. Yeah. Well, no. Or, or is he actually the president in the movie? Or is he? He's pl- no, that's his, pre- his character is President Baxter Harris, president of the United States. That's the okay. character's name. The, the hint will be not scream sequels. <laughs> not scream sequels? Oh, like, is he, is it like scary movie or something like that? It's, it's, yeah. It's a scary movie. <laughs> Close it up. It's, it's not scary movie. It's not yeah. scary movie two. It's scary movie three and scary movie four. <laughs> ah. <laughs> anyway. So, so yeah, yeah so that, that sounds, yes, that, that's, that sounds like that's a bit hard. Yeah. That was good. That was good. All right. That's good. You can come on. That's perfect. Okay. All right. Next one. This one is a little bit dear to my heart. Jonathan Price, distinguished actor. Yeah. Playing the president in two movies. And if you need a hint, knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Oh, yes. <laughs> Way to go. G.I. Joe. Now we have to pay for the song. Well, to, oh, I like the Cobra version, but yeah. Wait a minute. How did you, how, you knew that you knowing is half the battle? You knew that from like the PSAs that they used to do. Yeah, of course. Okay, this is awesome. All right, we're going. All right, here we go. All right, that correct. So you and know GI Joe PSAs, but Tom Spider Man's is well, out, out listen, of bounds. Okay, shh, don't so, so, okay. come on. Just let her. <laughs> it's a beautiful mind. <laughs> it's a beautiful mind in here. Okay, right I'm now just, we. I'm just trying to understand because you know because I don't. Has your son seen the old? Have you You'll never your son understand. The, have you shown Dude. your son the old GI Joe's cartoons? <laughs> Because I, no. I showed my kids that we, I bought the DVD of the old G.I. Joe cartoons and they, they had a DVD of it and they have those PSAs in it. So. Oh. So we take what we get. All right. Now, and, and just to clarify, that is G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra and G.I. Joe Retaliation, the, the sequel to that. All right. So next, next, we're halfway. Next actor, Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. And this is amazing. He's actually played the president in three movies. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. is Tom, President Tom Beck. and then. Acting president and president Alan Trumbull. Well, name any of the Tom three movies. Tom Beck is deep impact, and that's because he won the uh, he, he won the president pool last time. So he is he is the uh, greatest uh, TV president. Oh. Uh, was, you remember TV that? President. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that was a little yeah, so. little little reach back to to a previous yes. episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes. isn't there one where I'm going to mess everything up? Gerard Butler is. Yes. Right. Yeah. Secret Service has fallen, or London. uh, Olympus has fallen. London has fallen. Something's fallen. There's two. So this one, it's it's the two. It's two of them. There's like a right. right? So, so Morgan Freeman's in Olympus has fallen, and from 2013, and Angel has fallen in 2019. Yeah. And that's race. Yes. And I could have put I could have put Aaron Eckhart on here because Aaron Eckhart is president in I think two of the three movies as well. I didn't. I, I put Morgan Freeman. 
because I deep impact because I wanted to have the ref anyway. Yes. And deep impact, it's such a great movie. It is. Oh, it really is good. Mandy's it's, never seen it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I can tell oh, by the you look on your face. You, have you, you've never seen it, have you, Mandy? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. And don't mention the other one because the other one might be coming up soon. So let's hold on. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So. Well, okay. Yeah. Now, Meanwhile, we're want... doing a podcast, and I'm nodding as an answer. It, Way to it's go. All, it's fine. Yeah. It's, 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 it's theater of the mind. They can hear yeah. it. They yeah. can hear it. Uh, okay. If you needed the hint, and if you needed the hint on this, I just thought this was funny. Deep Impact from 1998. Its slogan. I just thought, like, here's two movies that are like 20 years apart. And listen to the copywriter, the, the the slogan on the movie poster. Deep impact. Oceans rise. Cities fall. Hope survives. Right? Cool. The the slogan for Olympus has fallen? When our flags fall, our nation will rise. I mean, it's like the same thing. Like, okay. Yeah. Bad stuff happens. We rise up. All right. Like, down you, know, they, you know, they want to sell some hope. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a giant meteor coming up here. I mean, this is what we got to do. <laughs> All right. Do. Okay. So, uh, next next actor, favorite favorite actor of mine, Bruce Greenwood, JFK. He plays, and it's just, and there's no JFK, name. He's just right? the president. He, no, he, Bruce Green. Oh, Bruce well, Greenwood. He plays. He's in JFK. Isn't he? Isn't he JFK? No, he's not in the movie. No, he's not. JFK, in, he's not the he movie. Plays JFK. JFK. He plays JFK in the movie Thirteen Days. You, I have is to look this. Days? I, I have to look it up because yeah, yeah, that I'm wasn't my sure answer. It's him, right? <laughs> I'm but I, it up yeah, now I too. feel like yeah, he's, played sure he's JFK. Yeah, he played JFK in 13 Days. Yeah, is uh, that the one with Kevin Costner yes. too? Or Kevin no? Costner and yeah. it's Bruce Greenwood, and I don't remember the other guy, the other actor that played Bobby Kennedy was. Teamwork Ocean, yeah. we got there. Yeah, no, no, look it up. 13 Days, uh, 2000, it came out in 2000. Okay, so wait, he's got three. Well, you named one of the three. I didn't have it on there. Wow, that's crazy. Now, oh, you know what I think the difference was? No, clarification. Fictional presidents. Ah, oh. that's what it is. Oh, okay. So, okay. so this, oh, wow. wow. You guys are well, way smarter than me. Put on my conspiracy theorist hat and I can. If everyone would please buy Oceans and My Biography of Bruce Greenwood, available <laughs> on Amazon and wherever your favorite books are sold. Yes. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm a mess. Oh, I ruined, I should have clarified that. You guys have made, I'm an idiot, but this is good because we're all about truth. Thanks, Wonder Woman. Um, and so, yeah, so this is how it's, yeah. So this is how this goes. All right. So can you name, can you name either of the other two movies? He was the, he was the president? That he's played the president. Fic, fictitious presidents. Don't you have to tell us the name of the president or something no, else? There, there was I, no name. It was just the president. The president. In this situation, yeah, and as we get here, there are no names for the president. It's just the president. Could we get a hint, Rob? Yes, and the hint, one of the movies is Jerry Bruckheimer with Nicolas Cage. So that's The Rock. The Rock, right. Is he the president in The Rock? No. Well, Jerry Bruckheimer and Nicolas Cage is The Rock. Is there... Or is Con there Air. No, it's no neither. <laughs> There's this no is so great. This is, so can I tell you something? This yeah. went exactly the way I hoped it would. <laughs> the answer to this question is not The Rock. <laughs> not The Rock. It's not The Rock. It's not Con Air. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Was that them? But then I don't think there'd be a president in it. No. So right. there was there a president. Think of... Uh, so, think is of it the Nutty Professor? I give up. National <laughs> no. Treasure? 
Uh, National Treasure, Book of Secrets. National Treasure? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, oh, the so second 2007. one, when he goes and kidnaps Wait, the president. president. Yes, he goes yes. and kidnaps the president oh, to get the, the, the information one. from the, oh, what is it? like? Gets Declaration the, of Independence or the, the Constitution. Yeah, the, the yeah. information for a book with a bunch of codes. The president rattles yeah. off like 15 different numbers. Nicholas Cage just nods at him and like he memorizes it and walks away. And not to mention he kidnaps the president and then walks away. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. No, totally. Oh, that yeah. that's the one I immediately think of. The other one, it's a it's a later movie from just a few years ago, Kingsman the Golden Circle. He plays yeah, he actually he plays the president in that in a in a very evil president. Um so interesting. Okay, now, and I so glad this worked out the way it did. Our last actor is Stanley Anderson. He plays the president, just the president in two movies. Let me give you the hint. Same hint. Jerry Bruckheimer with Nicolas Cage. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> now, I don't know who Stanley Anderson is. Okay, though. now if you yeah. saw him, you totally see him. He, he passed away, I think, a few years ago. Uh, he plays the president in The Rock. What's the other movie he plays the president in? So, and when Ar- you find this Armageddon? out, you realize Armageddon. These Armageddon, Armageddon yeah. which is the from 1998. It was the dueling uh, asteroid comet impact right. movies. This is what's amazing is the theory is... Armageddon and The Rock are in the same universe. The movies actually take place in a same timeline because they it's the same guy who's playing the president of the United States, which I mean, wow, if you're going to be president, that's tough. You've almost had a blow up Alcatraz and you also had to save the planet from a comet or asteroid. I forget. And then you had to send Ben Affleck of all people. You got to send Ben Affleck to save the world. Well, yeah, but John, John McClane, Bruce Willis was with him. John McClane was, the, you know, there to save the day. There, uh, okay, that was fun. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. That was, thank you. It was a great game. We we tried. All right, so very good. All right, so we had. Okay, so it's it's the it's pick time. What was the 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 theme this week? Was we were talking about this before we went on air. It's dangerous. Li- it's dangerous liquids you fall you fall into no, you or you shouldn't fall into. No, no, no. The, 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 that's that's the, here's the here is the insidious nature of this theme. The theme is <laughs> don't fall into that liquid. So danger is danger. It may be implied, but not necessarily oh. required. It's just don't fall into that liquid. And and actually, as a point, I had to look up. I started looking up what you know. I'll get to. It. I started looking up what they uh, how that came about with the movie. And and in in the movie, the act, the character that falls into the water, she falls into the ocean, and all it does is it triggers other events in the movie to happen that she doesn't necessarily want to have happen. But there, but she did not die or have any lasting damage from falling into the water. Oh, phew. Yeah. Okay. So I took liberties with all of that, and also, <laughs> me too. and also with the definition of liquid. <laughs> me too. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll go first on this one to, to get the ball rolling. So whoa, my first movie. Whoa, oh, oh, wait. No, I'm not. The no, we there, yeah. no, there are rules, Rob. Rob. Yeah. Let's just trying to jump the line. Wow. Can so, I tell you something? Yeah. I really thought I was going to sneak that by you. Yeah. And uh, I thought yeah, I, yeah. I thought I did that. No, really smooth. This, no. no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, you, you, but you did do it well, and, and I, I appreciate the style point. The Emmy attempt was, was beautiful. However, my list of this is so small because this is such a tough one. I'm trying to get my movies in before they get stolen. Go ahead. What do you I got? hear you. Go <laughs> yeah. for it. So, 
So normally I like to be able to talk up the movies, but really in this case, like I said, I, I really struggled with this topic um, and with this theme. And so I'm just going to say the movies and describe the scene. So the first movie that I chose is Predator. Um, and the the reason I chose Predator was in at the in the penultimate fight scene, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger realizes that the Predator can only see an infrared, and so what he does is he covers his whole body in mud so he cannot be seen by infrared, and he sets a bunch of traps and he has a whole fight with he's having a fight with his bigger stronger foe. However, and he really has he has the upper hand. Uh, the Predator can't see him. He has all those traps. He's doing really well. The only thing only rule he needs to follow is don't fall into the big pond of water in the middle of your fight. And the second he does that, then the predator can see him and then, you know, basically grabs him and then they have the, the fist fight at the end. All that, right. That was really good. I think that, I feel like that was spot on. Yeah, I actually think that's exactly what the intent was. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, mine is going to be different. Okay. No, I, although I'm going to reference a movie that I think might surprise you. And I'm so jealous I don't get to use the word penultimate. It's one of my favorite words, and I don't know why. So good on you, Ocean. Thank you. Um, uh, But in Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo goes into that liquid and comes out all frozen, which gave me nightmares throughout the rest of my childhood, and I've never seen the movie since. But I remember that's the liquid, so you should not fall into that liquid. What? You mean what? carbon freezing? Yeah, yeah, yeah carbon. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. Wait, so yeah. that your pick, is, your pick is the Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. That's also brilliant in a way that I don't <laughs> know how to explain. Like, oh, man, I went, okay. That's great. I mean, that, oh, we are crushing Rob's spirit. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, no, don't worry. No, I, I, I have saved something for the end. <laughs> You're not going to hate me at the end of this. Okay, that's a great pick. All right. So I went. Now, every time I do this, I always, you know, obviously, we try to make sure that we haven't picked a movie that's been picked before. Oh, that's out the window. Oh, no, I understand. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I, no, you try. You try. I try. I, I try to do that, right? No, I, when I looked at this movie and I was like, well, there's no way this movie has never been has never been mentioned before. Because you know what the very first movie is. And Ocean's going to know this. You know the very first movie I thought of when I heard this theme. I, I don't. Tromaville? Jaws? Tromaville? <laughs> The, the Toxic Avenger? I've never seen The Toxic oh. Avenger. Oh. Oh, my friend. You Now, listen. Let's just say... Okay, so my pick is The Toxic Avenger. I would like to call it... This Clearly, this movie is all based on the dangers of insecure toxic waste transportation. If you're going to give it an alternate title, it would be The Ballad of Melvin Ferd, who is the nerdy health uh, gymnasium janitor who basically is mercilessly mocked. And let me just say, this movie, 1984... This movie is exhibit A in the horrible, not politically correct, bullying everything about characters that came out of the 1980s in movies. Right. So, I mean, if you have never seen it before, you're you're going you're going to be shocked and in and in awe in a few places based on our sensibilities today. However, back then, cult even now, cult classic. I can remember watching this in high school and just thinking, who made this? This is insane. It's crazy. It spawned a whole series of sequels. It's, I mean, I don't even know what else more to say. It's, I mean, yeah, it's it's a crazy movie. If you haven't seen it before, it's absurd. It's silly. It's obscene. It's so, insulting. Is there a scene where he falls into some toxic waste? 
Okay, yeah. So basically, they've tricked him. There's not the spoilers here. This character, they the, everybody from the gym, and it's all basically the pretty people. And I remember 1984, trick him into thinking he's gonna he's gonna make out with this girl in the pool. All the lights are off. He's dressed in like they make him dress in like a a, um, a ballet outfit. And when he opens his eyes, he's kissing a goat, and the entire gymnasium is filled with people watching him do it. He's flips out, runs. And to escape the crowd, this gym is like a downtown urban gym. It's on a second floor. He jumps out a window. And unfortunately, outside in the street is a tractor trailer filled with open barrels of toxic waste. And it's there because the guys who are driving the truck are actually having a cocaine binge and they're not paying attention. Wow. I've pretty much told you everything <laughs> you need to know about the it's movie. It's so crazy. <laughs> you just described my wedding night to a team. <laughs> crazy so that's selling the movie right there that's great toxic (laughs) avenger it's available for buy and rent on all the usual places i mean there you go all right all right and in keeping with the theme of i guess my turn now so keeping with theme yes i also was surprised that predator had never been mentioned so i did try to i picked all movies that weren't that weren't mentioned before so the next movie i picked um is unbreakable and I picked Unbreakable because in it, Bruce Willis is David, who is discovering his unexpected powers. And he, at, in the, near the end of the movie, he tracks down a janitor to a house where he is invaded, where this janitor has invaded this house. He's killed the father and he's holding the wife and the two children captive. And as he, as Bruce Willis, David, is freeing the, freeing the, uh, the children um, and the hostages and everything to save the day, he has to avoid the giant pool that is in their backyard because water is our superhero's weakness. And of course he does not, he is pushed into the water and he almost drowns. Although he has been, he gets ultimately gets saved by the two little girls that he freed earlier. And then he can go back and then, you know, go get back when he gets dry to go and, you know, fight the janitor and save the day. Nice. Okay. Again, like you guys, I think really got the essence of this. I went the, the literal expected route. But anyway, that was a great pick. <laughs> um, well, I certainly did not follow the rule of not picking things that have been oh, picked before. I didn't check. So I apologize that's okay. to the to the Satmat world if I do that. Um, but one of the ones that occurred to me, and I don't know if it's Batman 1 or Batman 2, but aren't they having a big, like, confrontation on top of a vat of acid? Oh, the original, the Batman, the 89 Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Classic Eagle with the Joker? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jack yes. Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson is, yeah. yeah, but he's, yeah, oh, no. You don't want to fall I mean, into that liquid. Don't no, fall no. in. You don't. You don't. You don't. Yes. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, don't. Uh, Batman, does he slip, does the Joker slip, or does Batman drop him? They leave enough mystery there. You see, uh, you're, not really, you're not really sure. I don't remember the details. I just remember that there was a scene. Yeah, it was, big a, bad it, was acid. A, yeah, it was a yeah. it was a staged robbery of Axis Chemicals, and it's the first time Batman showed up where he was seen by the police. And then there's a, there's uh, gunfights going back, and then there's a confrontation where he and the Joker kind of just really looks at him like you know tries to get away from him. And then uh, 
Oh, goodness. What is it? Like a, a some type of either though the Batarang or something scratches the Joker and he kind of falls over a railing. Batman he deflects a bullet. He deflects a bullet. And the bullet goes the bullet through scratch. his cheeks. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and, he, yeah. and he falls over a railing and Batman grabs him. And there's a scene where they're focusing on their two characters' hands. And they're and Batman's kind of pulling them up a little bit. And, and, and uh, at that time, he's still Jack Napier, not the Joker. And Jack Napier's looking at him like, you know, all right, you're going to come save me. And then their hands shake a bit. And then all of a sudden, let's go. Right. And so then mm. the way it's filmed, it's not certain. Did Batman drop him or did they just lose their grip? Yep. The weirdest part of that scene is then when they go to this close up of the vat of chemicals and a clearly mannequin hand comes out. <laughs> the chemical is not a real person's hand. Yeah. You can clearly tell. And it's white with the green nails. Yep. And it's like, yep. oh, boy. Oh, that's an oh, iconic scene. An iconic. Yes. You don't want to fall into that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, all right. My second pick. Okay. So I went, with, I went with this because it's been so long. I don't think I've seen this since it came out. And interestingly, in, in Satmat lore, they have mentioned the sequel. They never mentioned the original uh, movie. And that is The X-Files. So the original X-Files movie from 1998, not the I want to believe because that one's from like 10 years after in 2008. But this one, I think the title they gave was fight the future which was kind of like the little add-on to like so people would know what it was and differentiate it from the show uh everyone knows it was based on chris carter's uh iconic television series uh david Duchovny, jillian anderson uh mitch Pileggi. uh and this this movie the original movie takes place actually within the episodes so it takes place between seasons five and six and the movie opens up with like thirty-five thousand years bc and there's an area where these cavemen hunters come across this black oil-like substance, and they get consumed by it, and hilarity ensues. And there's conspiracies and aliens. Wait, wait, and they're saying there was oil 3500 BC. Yeah, I. It's it's an alien. That, the, the oil oh, is an oil alien is that an looks alien. like black okay. oil. Yeah. By the way, and they are in North Texas. That's kind of funny. Wow. It, was Jeff Clampett there too? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Texas tea. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly <laughs> got to move away from there. Just, yeah. Uh, no, and it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting, I mean, if you get a chance to watch it again, same thing, rent it's rental and uh, purchase on all the usual places. Uh, if you're an X-Files fan, it's worth revisiting. I think maybe not. That's number two. Sounds great. Great pick. So, um, sorry, I'm just, I'm distracted by it because Mandy's face was like, yes, she's going to go right out and watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah. Okay, so my third movie was one that I, for a moment, thought Mandy was going to steal. But uh, fortunately, and this is, the, for me, the difficulty of the list and how I'm kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with this stretch of how this scene works. But the movie I picked was Batman Begins, which... Also, surprisingly, oh. has not been mentioned on the show, which is it's a great Hashtag movie. Hashtag great mind. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and in it, there is a scene early on where young Bruce Wayne, who is learning to sword fight on ice from his mentor, Descartes. And after a month of, you know, about months, after months of training, they don't really tell you how long it is, but basically months of training, he finally gets the upper hand and wins a sword fighting sparring duel against Ducard. And his only mistake is he was ignored his surroundings. And then Ducard, Ducard played by uh, Liam Neeson, um, hits the ice with his sword, cracking it open, causing uh, Bruce Wayne to fall beneath the ice into the water and into the liquid that he does not want to be in. 
And they you do not want to fall into that liquid. Has hypothermia for a little bit, and then he goes on to become Batman. So oh, you know, no. you know, in the grand scheme of things, he he still won. True. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. Very good, Mandy. What do you got? What's your last pick? Okay. Uh, it's a very emotional film, starring one Will Ferrell, who is refereeing a Jello wrestling match. Now I don't know if Jello counts as a liquid. But when Blue falls into the jello, he does not recover, guys. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. Wow. I'm talking old school. Wow. <laughs> you know, oh the argument of his jello I liquor or solid aside, eyes. which I think is great, that's the best pick of that. That's the best one. That, that is awesome. I, I, yeah, because, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, Blue dying is. Yeah, who dies in the liquid? Yeah, he, he dies t- in the liquid. Yes, he does. Now he dies of a heart attack, but he would not have had a heart attack had if he, he were not in the liquid. Yes. Okay, what? Are, and see, I'm glad you picked that because that's a perfect segue into my final pick. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I rule it as fair. Liquid, Ugh. fine. Like it's liquid. It could be poured. Could it be poured? Then it's a liquid. Wait, is that is that how that works? Yeah, I think that's how that works. Uh. Okay, that's a great pick. Scientific ruling, it's a liquid. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this list got sillier and sillier. It, that's I love it. Okay, so my final pick. I've heard of this movie, and then it was reminded to me when I started doing the research for this, and I am I am guaranteeing you I am watching it in the next five days because I want to check my brain away from anything serious. It is a movie from 1985 called The Stuff. What? The stuff now it's and, and here's and here's the great news available right now on Amazon Prime streaming. You don't have to buy if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch this right now. Let me just tell you, I'm not even going to say this is a plot summary. Let me tell you what happens in this movie. Several railroad workers discover a white cream like alien substance bubbling out of the ground. Tasting it, these workers find it to be sweet and addictive. Later, the substance marketed as the stuff is being sold to the public in containers like ice cream. The stuff quickly becomes a nationwide craze and drastically hurts the sales of ice cream. Now, everything I just told you, that's the first three minutes of the movie. <laughs> so there's no and then it dives right into it is a crazy. OK, if I had to compare this movie to anything, first of all, if you don't like over the top, ridiculous, prop driven, grotesque horror violence don't watch this movie number one that's, that's a number good genre. advice <laughs> number okay number two if you said what's what what could you relate this movie to the movie i would relate it to is they live the the roddy the, the piper roddy piper one okay. yeah, which yeah. which was a was a you know anti-consumerism anti-waste message with a whole bunch of different things going on that's what this movie is but let me just say take they live and divorce it seven more times from reality. And that's this movie. And the the scene in the movie that I, because I've heard of, because the reason why I heard about this and I kind of remembered it was Garrett Morris is in it. And Garrett Morris from Saturday Night Live fame. He's done a lot of different movie uh, portrayals. He's been in Ant-Man even too, because he played Ant-Man in a Saturday Night Live skit. There is a scene of him where he has eaten the stuff. He's in a, 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 a sound booth room in like a TV studio. And his death is so ridiculous, so off the chart. And let me again say the height of 1980s principal practical effects. Like 
It's so ridiculous. They made his head. It looks like they had somebody who is rudimentarily good at making cakes, make a head of his and then stretch it and then blow it up. (laughs) So all I got to tell you here's if you want another reason to watch it again, if you're into all that, needless to say, I might be Paul Sorvino's in it (laughs) in a really weird role. And Mia Sorvino's in it because she, his daughter, she ended up coming to the set one day and they were like, oh, it's your daughter. She want to be in the movie. Come on, let's be in the movie. Wow. <laughs> and she's like in a scene in it. This movie is so crazy. But yet it's it's message is I mean, it's a message for our time still the way we market garbage and the way we just go about in the pursuit of money. It actually is worth seeing again, though. I can't stress enough. If you have a weak stomach or if you have a strong brain. Maybe you should pass this. Uh, <laughs> so, I have one of those things. <laughs> oh, yes. boy. So, so this was a movie where those actors were slumming it then. Well, I don't know if Paul, uh, in 85, I don't know what Serena's doing. I mean, like, okay. I mean, yeah. kind of. And, and Garrett Morris is just, he's doing his thing. And I mean, I think I think Danny Aiello's like in a cameo in it too. Wow. So it is kind of an interesting group. It's just, yeah, you're just going to watch it because you're going to be like, they made, they used to make movies like this. I'm going to show my daughter. You see? You see? You complain about today. Look at this. TikTok. Whatever. All right. Did you have any good bonus? Did you have any good like reserves in case anybody stole a movie? No? I had a couple in reserve, but they're not worth mentioning. But honestly, they were, they were there in case I had a steal because honestly. The stuff part two. Yes, I was, I was going, exactly. I was, I was, I was sitting there starting to look at one of them because when Mandy's like, well, there's a Batman movie. And I was like. Oh. So yeah, great. so, but yeah, I, I have nothing worthy of discussion. But uh, same here. Yeah. yeah. And Mandy, I know you said, yeah, no. Okay. Well, anyway, well, that was great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Last week's we crew. We did it, guys. Hey, good job, guys. I mean, We did yeah. it. Tough yes. category. Oh, it was. They they really launched a grenade at us from last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now. Yes, and I, I blame I blame Kyle the most. He was the ringleader in oh, all this. He's so, insidious. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's he, horrible he when he comes to these. <laughs> yeah. uh, trust me, I know. All right, so next week's okay. So it is based on our topics. We got to come up with choices. It's based on a Russian film called City Zero. Have you guys seen this? No, I had. It's I had, on YouTube. Okay, it's on YouTube. It's in Russian with subtitles. I scanned through it. You want to talk about insanity? What? Who? How? Where? What is going on with the with the next real? <laughs> How did this movie? Anyway, let me just tell you that there is a scene involving a man being offered to eat a cake that has been made into the image of his own head. Okay. There you go. Yes. So there it is. I, and I'm not going to give it. I don't, there's no spoilers. I mean, this movie's from like 1988. So I mean, like, fine. All right. So I, I scanned through it. It's absurd, but we got to come up with three topics here. I will just tell you, based on that theme, and you'll see this when you see like a movie poster of it. I think one of them has got to be cake, cake shaped as something odd. Odd shaped cake. That's a better way to say that. Yes, odd shaped cake or odd shaped cakes, odd shaped food. Like let them have a little something. Uh, yeah, otherwise, couldn't they broaden? I mean, how do you come up with really cakes? specific? I mean, and then also, also you guys know, you know what we just most, went through, right? Most <laughs> movies that cake is going to have the same odd shape. So I, well, or something else, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, whoa, gonna, yeah, yeah odd shaped food. Two odd shapes are going to be so uh, <laughs> odd shaped food. Odd shaped food, fine. It's odd shaped food. Okay. Uh, they have 
uncomfortable I'm, speeches like, uh, in front of yeah. oh. I was going to say I like uncomfortable speeches in front of Rebecca. Uh, there we go. It's totally cool, but they should have to do the speech on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Or at should. least a solid 30 second yes, at least, section at least, of it. The preamble at a minimum. At a minimum. Yes. Thank you. I'm adding this especially um, into the words of this of this topic. Great. Uh, peculiar communities. I feel like it could lead to a culty discussion, and I love cults. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a different. <laughs> yeah, that's I a do. Whole I love them. Stuff. Well, that's. Well, you know what? There. We. It's not just we come up with crazy stuff, we come up with stuff that will uh, entice tantalizing discussion. And I think that's a credit to us. Yes. <laughs> that's right. We are delightful. Do you guys <laughs> and, and we're amazing on to the back. back. That's right. <laughs> Do you guys uh well what a great this has been a wonderful way to spend a Saturday. Any uh thoughts, final words, anything you guys want to share? Hopes? Hopes. Yes, any hopes and dreams. Uh, For no, the future. I'm looking forward to a, a nice long uh three day weekend, um, during which I will be watching a one night in Miami. What is that? It's the it's the one night in Miami. It's a it's a the movies with the that was directed by Regina King. It's uh based on the night of Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, uh Malcolm X we talked and about that, Sam yeah. Cook in, oh. in a hotel together. And so it's coming out on the fifteenth. And so as part of my three day as part of my three day weekend, I am gonna check out that movie. So I'm I encourage anyone else to check it out as well. Isn't Palmer coming out? I think I'm watching that. I don't remember when Palmer is coming out. I know it's soon, but I don't I know like if it's this weekend or not. Familiar, but I could be making it up. January 29th. Oh, yeah, that's so Australia. Oh, January 29th. Yeah, that's it's in a couple weeks. Oh, it's a couple weeks. Yeah. Darn. All right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read this weekend. Ugh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fiction or nonfiction? Well, your Fiction. brain your brain will be getting better. As opposed to us. We'll it probably, can't get worse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we hope everybody's fine. Stay safe, everybody. All right. So, um, well, it has been a pleasure. Now, listen, you, when you think about this, next next week's crew is going to have odd-shaped food, like we said, uncomfortable speeches in front of a crowd, which you must perform a clip of speech. Yes. Noted. Exactly. Or peculiar communities. You now, you, the listener, have a chance to go out and vote. Now, you may say, wait a minute, Rob, how will I know for sure that my vote counts? How will you protect my speech from the usual SatMat shenanigans? I'm not saying there's shenanigans in behind the scenes of SatMat, but I mean, if there is, let me just tell you something. It's really simple. It takes money, your money. It's called pay to vote. But don't despair. As dark and as insidious as that may sound, our system of delivering quality content unfiltered and direct to your eager ears can be had for as little as one American dollar per moon cycle. You see, it's very simple. Go straight to thenextreel.com slash membership and become a supporter of the Next Real family of podcasts. For just a buck a month, you can become a one reeler and join our online community in our Discord server. That's where you go to the Show Talk channel and you partake in voting for the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. But hey, Rob, that sounds awfully pedestrian. I would like to do more. I would like to become a venerated lobbying official in the halls of movie-loving governance with just a few dollars more. And you can do that. You can become a two-reeler, and that supporter level will join us for live show streams with that we record. You'll have early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed and access to the super-secret member channels in Discord. We have super-secret member channels in Discord? Shh. 
I'm, I'm wa- not a member. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm locked out of those. I don't think. No, I don't know. It's everything else. Hey, but listen, you can now support with a single annual donation at either level. A single annual donation. If you do that, we will love you more. <laughs> Help us heal the world. For True Story FM, I'm Rob Cabosco. Thank you, Mandy Kaplan. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Ocean Murph. Thank you, Rob. Thanks to you. Thank you. Thanks to you, especially the people who have joined us and are checking us out. Your support allows us to keep producing and growing the next real family of podcasts at True Story FM. May Saturn live another afternoon. Good day. (laughs) Well, that was ridiculous. What? I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. (laughs) 